All right, let's finish off by talking around about All Quiet on the Western Front, the Oscar-nominated movie about World War One, loosely based on the novel of the same name. Yeah, uh, this Ooh. sent me down a rabbit hole because I think uh, I had mentioned that I had seen it uh, in in high yeah, school. It's but, been it was made into an Oscar nominated movie in the 30s and it was made into a miniseries or a TV movie or something in the like 80s, right? Yeah, I I I thought I had seen the old one, but the old, the old one was in the 1930s and I didn't know that. Uh, so now part of me wants to go see that. Um it, uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be open and confess that high school Brian enjoyed the TV movie with Ernest Borgnine. Mm -hmm. Um, high school, Brian had at some point figured since these are the main characters, they must be the pretty good guys. So I always thought that it was the people on the, <laughs> you know, the Germans France. were the good guy. You know what? Uh, I'll tell you what I spent the first, I, I had to stop it about 10 minutes in just, to, just to be sure. Like, where, <laughs> yeah, okay, these Germans, right? okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just, just, just checking. Just checking. Like I, there was a brief moment when I was watching it that I thought, Oh, is this like a different portrayal of, uh, where, where the Germans are the, Oh no, no. Oh, 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 oh. well, and, and don't forget world war one, Germany, very different than world war two Germany mm -hmm. in, sure. in many ways. And Although in fact, world war two Germany, uh, arises because of the ending that they show in this version of and, all and they, on the Western front. They, yeah. they full on hint at that there. It's like, yeah. you do realize if you do these harsh terms that there will be resentment and uh, a spoiler there was. Yeah. Uh, which the original book doesn't mention because it was written before world war two. So, I mean, it does mention it, but it doesn't mention it with the same weight and knowledge that, that, it, that they were able to show in the movie. I think I ended up going back and reading the summaries on Wikipedia of the book. And the book has a lot of stuff that we don't see here. Yeah. And, and I think it's fine that we don't, because this is a movie that's a meditation on a visual meditation on the visceral horrors uh, and the futility of the war in general, but specifically the Great War, World War I. Um, it reminded me so much of, uh, Tom, I don't know if you happen to listen to it, but um, uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History uh, spends, you know, six, seven hours describing in visceral detail mm -hmm. so many of the scenes that we see uh, about how people would have PTSD. As a matter of fact, the, the pilot episode of Peaky Blinders has somebody who's come back from the Great War and he thinks he's about to be shot in the back of the head and his last dying request is, just don't bury me in the mud. And they do a fantastic job of portraying that horrifying reality of being in no man's land, trapped in one of those pits of diseased water of knowing that if you drink this water, you're going to die, you know, because it's riddled with corpses, but being so thirsty that people would do it anyway, you know, that mm -hmm. hiding behind dead horses, um, the, the, the creative arrangement that they have where in the beginning we have kids who see war and war is being a foot soldier and having one, uh, carbine rifle. And then they like a, almost like a video game. You know, the first time we see a tank, somebody literally says, what is that? And mm -hmm. then we have the unveiling of the, hor the, the horrifying imagery of just flamethrowers everywhere. And, and, you know, we, we have, we, we, it's explained what gas is and it's, um, 
This was a hell of a day, a way to start my Monday morning, Tom. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it was uh, powerful. And, and, and um, but before I turn it over to you, I, I will thank you for encouraging me to listen to the dubbed version because it's quite good. So much of the dialogue takes place off camera. It, it, you barely, I only maybe seven, eight times during the entire movie noticed that the lips weren't exactly ma- matching what they said. Yeah. And, and, and they, they did a really good job dubbing even, even then, uh, they, like you say, there's only a few times you even notice. Um, they also had really good actors doing the voices, uh, for those so they, that you never feel like, Oh, I'm getting some dub guy saying the lines like that. They are well acted lines. Uh, I started in German, got maybe five minutes into it and realized, Oh wait, Netflix does dubs. I bet this sounds great. Uh, dubbed and uh, i was glad I, I i was glad i gambled and did that uh it does do the thing where they're all british accents uh which they always do with the they always have the germans being with which, british hey, accents uh, i i am totally okay with that that goes for uh, uh, uh world war one germans world war two nazi germans uh space world war three space uh, nazis <laughs> in the empire yeah uh it's uh and they do an interesting thing of not translating the other uh, folks like they, they meet the French uh, on a train for negotiations and the French speak French uh, and it has to be translated uh, to it. So they, they paid attention. They did a really good job of that. And yeah, uh, I don't know if you're like, I, I don't know how many of you even would be, but if you're a fan of the book, <laughs> uh, I, I could see you saying, oh, I wish they had showed him uh, being on leave, going going back home. That was a powerful scene or, or, oh, they changed this character and that was meaningful to me in the book. But I don't think they were trying to make the book into a movie. I think they were trying to use the book as a way to show the horrors of war because that's really what the book's main purpose was as well. Yeah, I... I only found out about the scenes about him going home and being with his dying mother from the Wikipedia summary of it. I never read the original book. Um, but uh, to me, the question was, uh, was it 1917 or 1918 was the movie from a couple of years ago? The, 1917. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. that appeared to be all one shot. Right. I, if you want to hold the two up side by side, first of all, both are great. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit kind of relieved to not be chasing. If I say a gimmick, it sounds reductive. Uh, I lost myself in the story here more than I did with 1917 because 1917, once I realized it was all one shot, I was very dialed into how they mm-hmm. were doing that. But, it, but I never had that during this. I almost feel like these are these are good companion movies and that I would Mm -hmm. recommend watching all quiet first so that you get the lay of the land. This is what world war one was like. And then you watch 1917 as sort of a closer inspection of if you want to follow one character through the trenches, uh, you know, here's a chance to do that. And on top of that, I think it's good to see it from the German perspective where all of the country's youth were being thrown thoughtlessly into a meat grinder, just a brutal. Yeah. And, uh, and, that, and 1917 of, is the same story from the other side of the trench, right? Yeah. Well, and, and as I, I appreciated much like Chernobyl, uh, you watch it and you think uh, Chernobyl, that's a good drama. And then at the end you see the slideshow of all the very real humans and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they take a little time at the end of this to 
give you uh, some factoids about the 7 million people who died over one or, or 17 million. It, it was some absurd yeah, 17 million. Oh, and, and tens of meters of progress one way or another, over right. the entire, yeah. In that, in that area anyway, it, it was, um, yeah, it, it brought, it brought the grim, horrific re- reality of that to life. And, uh, uh, in a very, I, I, I hope this wins, uh, uh what's it up for best, best picture. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? I hope it comes too, in but, second yeah. to everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> it's, I, I feel like this is an important movie, uh, partly because it is from the German perspective. And so, and so it, it kind of upends the, the typical, uh, assumptions, uh, again, because it's world war one and, and you've got a whole different situation going on between the, the different European powers at the time. But, uh, yeah, I think it does a great job of just showing the futility of war and yet how it is thought to be rational to pursue, uh, even by those who sign up for it at the beginning before they, they experience it. Well, and, and that very last beat when it's like, you really think you're past all of this and armistice is here. And then you remember, Oh, we've seen this one character who worships at the altar of the honor of war. Yeah. And he plays his one card, which is, well, screw it. We got 15 whole minutes. Let's, let's tear stuff up. Um, uh, uh, Bryce, mm. what did, what did you know going into this and, and how did it strike you? I, I didn't really know anything about this going into it. Um, uh, I, this is great. I, I think, especially, you know, in, in the anti-war, um, th- themes, like it's, it's all over. It, it, it does a very great job of that. I mean, it's, it's, it's very arresting. Like it does a good job of showing you brutality the brute a brutality of war and in contrast to the officers and the delegates and all of the 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 people who aren't the on the front line the 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 poshness of of you know their their nice little grandfather clock and the extravagance yeah you know feasting on on food while these you know boys basically are are just try are eating like you mentioned, dirty water and mud. One um, thing I love about that point in particular is that I don't feel this movie is preachy because when they show the officers or, or the generals, uh, they don't make a show of it. You know, they, 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 the way they frame and the way they film uh, doesn't emphasize the luxury. It just presents it to you like, yeah, this is the room they were in and you these know, are the things they were eating. And, it, and it, it, yet it still hits. It sets you in, in the year uh, uh, more, right? If we were only on the battlefield, you, who knows when this is, you yeah. kind of need the, the flag of, you know, this, they're traveling by train and cuckoo clocks and all of this stuff. Like it, it, it it's fan. It, that's really fantastic. My, I have, I have like two gripes with this movie. Uh, one is it's just, it's, exhausting it's debilitating it is i i i I agree 100 percent. i thought we were rounding the corner and then i moved i moved the mouse and realized i we were barely halfway and i was like what i mean i I suspect that's that's kind of the the subject matter which is yes trying to show like you, you think it's a slog sitting in your comfortable room watching this. Imagine what these guys went through. Like, I totally get that, but yeah, it's, it's not an easy watch in that respect. And I, I will say this is a, this is more of a nitpick than anything, but 
because it is up for all this hardware and stuff. I think some of the the I think some of the CG fire is not very good looking in the movie. <laughs> CG fire during date. I, I actually had the same thought. I know I, it's difficult mm-hmm. to do, but it does not look best picture good in especially when the flamethrower guys come out right in that scene it looks really bad i think i it's not up for best effects i actually uh, i actually thought that i was like wow i've never seen good day daylight fire this is maybe the best uh because it almost looks like real daylight fire maybe <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so so i actually approached it from the opposite side oh okay yeah yeah but I, I, it's great. You see a really well-rounded, uh, I, I, it seems like, a really, really well-rounded profile of, of not just our main character, but, but also his, his comrades. Um, it's especially over such a long period of time, right? We're following about 18 to 20 months in this film, and it doesn't feel like, like you need day one, and then we jump, we time skip right away, because you don't yeah. need more. I, I think if I had a gripe, uh, it's a very small one. When we switch from the trenches to them guarding the train station, I could have used a line or two to explain, you know, ah, well, lucky that we got reassigned to guard this train station. Sure, I'm glad to be out of the trenches because I was I was very confused how they got there and why they, suddenly they got this plum assignment. Uh, yeah. It didn't ruin it. I figured it out like, oh, they they. They got reassigned at a plum assignment. I guess it doesn't really matter why, but it was a little jarring for me. Uh, I think in the made-for-TV movie with Ernest Borgnine, it was made clear to to me as a high schooler that humans can only handle so much of that. And yeah. so you rotate them out and you get them to do other things for a bit and then you send them back. And so um, because and I was thieves. already primed for they're it. thieves who steal goose and and eggs and which is yeah. sometimes a, a, a an adorable hijinks and sometimes a, a tragic way to eat one last om- omelet it'll uh, be the death of you the, not even uh, an omelet they didn't cook it uh, yeah. right sorry uncooked <laughs> raw egg basically a protein shake uh here's a weird thing the best scene in this entire movie uh one thing i really like is when i am challenged as a viewer to uh, understand what is happening and why it's normal. Uh, one of those things are, uh, I just saw a picture that you showed briefly, Bryce, of, of them you know, on assignment to find the missing battalion of people who it turns out they were gassed and took off their uh, masks too early. Yeah. Uh, the, but my favorite scene might be the two of them dropping trow and pooping in a latrine and without explanation, uh, one of them reads the letter from his wife to the other, um, and and you're like, what is happening? And you're like, oh, he's illiterate, and they come from different areas, and it, it's uh, which they hammer home later in a good yeah. way, right? Right, right. I yeah. can't. We're not going to be friends. I'm illiterate. You're going to go to college, and actually, your brother's going to die. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, yeah. What 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 a strange moment where. The guy who pushes to sign the armistice is clearly motivated by just looking at the meat grinder, and it's like whatever it takes to stop this. But you could that moment of hesitation and regret when he's like, "What you're doing is just going to, I suspect, spark something worse." Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it did. Uh, Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, anything else on, on the movie? No, I'm really glad we watched it. Um, it's good. It's very, very good. I yeah, think, it is very deserving but, of the nomination for sure. Last, last thing with the ending of uh, following kind of the new recruit as he picks up dog tags again. I thought it was an interesting choice to make him look a lot like Franz. Oh, yeah. Uh, although I thought they wanted to make him clearly not German. Uh, he's an American kid. Uh, a blonde kid? Yeah. No, he's he's German. Oh, is he? Yeah. He, yeah. Why would he be picking up German dog tags and fighting for the Germans if Americans he was American? Fight for the Ger- <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. At the end, he mm-hmm. doesn't pick out the dog tag from the German guy. Uh, our main but character. He's he's followed him in from from the German camp. Well, then why didn't he take his dog tag? Why did he just steal his neckerchief? Because it was a softness. It was a comfort. It didn't even matter. That right, it, but his literal assignment was to to pick up dog tags. I wasn't sure why. His assignment was to win the war, tag. and they didn't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I I thought that we were no, seeing. No. I thought he we were was seeing definitely the German. I understand your confusion though, because I, I was like, oh, he's taking off the scarf because he is the next, he's taking up the mantle, right? He is, he and, is the next in that chain of right. Of and we see cases. him, we, we see him when the, uh, the big general is giving his last, like, Hey, we're going to do one last yeah, thing. He's in the yard. Oh he's yeah. Okay. Oh, you're right. You, you know what? Uh, I, I'm going to say that's a side effect of me watching the dubbed version with subtitles is Part of me, I would have no confusion if I was watching it just dubbed because mm-hmm. I would know that. But but I took it to be a mirror image of the allies had that trans because it's the same. The, the trench he dies in is the one they do their last hurrah uh, right. and they, you know, I assumed failed to take. And I figured it was the Americans now doing the exact same thing that the Germans did at the beginning. Well, I mean, once mm-hmm. the ceasefire is done, war is over. And so, I mean, you, and I think you do see Germans and, and French in that. Right, same which is why but. I took the cue from the fact that he was picking up all the dog tags except for the one guy who I knew for sure was German. So Still that don't know why he didn't me... pick up his jog tag. That, that part is not clear to me. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why it won't get an Oscar. That's all <laughs> quiet on the Western Front. A continuity front. in the <laughs> uh, From Netflix. Uh, next week, uh, The Last of Us, episode 5, 2521, episode 14, and we're back to one more week of watching Miami Vice uh, before we start getting uh, The Mandalorian and Picard and Succession coming up in a few weeks. So again, Last of Us, episode 5, 2521, episode 14, and Miami Vice season 4, episode 4, The Big thaw uh you can get these and all the episodes from spoiler in time broken down easy to consume and early if you're a patron at patreon.com slash cord killers we'll spoil you next time diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>